0: The the, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers fell in their preseason opening game to the Miami Dolphins, 26 to 24. It's very late. We're going to talk about a little bit of it here on this bonus episode of the Locked on Bucks podcast. You are locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast part of the Locked On podcast network. Your team everyday. What's up Bucks Nation? Welcome to this live bonus episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. David Harrison coming to you from the Airbnb in Tampa for the last time in Tampa for right now. Uh, Thanks for joining me on this episode. Of course, we are live. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, which you are watching us on uh, as of right now. This bonus episode is brought to you by our friends over at Dave. If you love with me, we've all been in a situation where we have a little bit of a cash deficiency and maybe we need to put a little bit of, of gas in the tank. Maybe we need to buy some late-term or some short-term groceries so we get to our paycheck. Maybe we have a bill that we need to pay and we just need a little bit of a help. Well, maybe you could get that help or what if you could get that help from future you. Our friends over at Dave can help you do exactly that. Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash so you can get that gas, get those groceries buy that gift or pay those bills. Just download the Dave app from the app store right now. That's D a V E and sign up for an extra cash account to get up to $500 instantly for terms and conditions. Go to Dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees, apply banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC future. You will thank you. So on Saturday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosted the Miami dolphins in their preseason opener for both teams, both teams, uh, having their first preseason game of the season and a little bit of an up-and-down affair. If you if you watched it, if you didn't, uh, we'll kind of quickly go over it. Uh, Blaine Gabbert and the starters did – well, the, I say starters. The Buccaneers had 29 inactive players on Saturday night. So I use the term starters very, very loosely. Blaine Gabbert, uh, quarterback number one, obviously, with Tom Brady uh, sitting out until after the Miami Dolphins or until after the Tennessee Titans game, rather – Uh, It was the Miami Dolphins who got the scoring going with a 33-yard field goal from Jason Sanders, and then Jalen Darden caught a 23-yard touchdown pass from Blaine Gabbert for the Buccaneers' first score of the game. That would be his only catch uh, from Blaine Gabbert, only catch of the night. The Buccaneers eventually took a 14-3 lead, and then a bunch of uh, Miami Dolphins' field goals. Kyle Trask did some good things, and then Kyle Trask kind of came off uh, the, came, the wheels came off of Kyle Trask's uh, momentum wagon there for a little bit. So that's the biggest story from this game, right? Is quarterback Kyle Trask, that's who everybody really wanted to see, I think, for the most part in this game is whether or not Kyle Trask was going to take that step forward in year two as a Buccaneers quarterback. Go back to when Tom Brady was retiring. Everybody was discussing, is Kyle the next guy or do they need to draft somebody or they need to trade for a veteran? This was basically Kyle's opportunity to kind of show what the Bucks would have been dealing with had they gone with him as their quarterback here in 2022. Fortunately, Tom Brady came back. They didn't have to have that realization. Now, through practices, uh, of course, there was the infamous video that the Buck of your social media tweeted out and then um, quickly deleted as soon as Kyle started getting drugged through the comments. But unfortunately, uh, or just the way the Internet works, it was captured by other people anyway, shared anyway, disseminated. Uh, definitely not a good look for Kyle. And honestly, in the practices I've seen him in, very, very up and down, mostly down, to be quite honest with you. But early on, Kyle Trask comes in his very first drive of the game. He goes five for six against the uh, Miami Dolphins defense, 67 yards. And the drive ends up with a touchdown run from Keyshawn Vaughn, who's trying to hold off Rashad White from getting that backup job more on Rashad here in a little bit. All in all, Kyle Trask on the field for over eight drives total. But after that first drive, and and listen, I was writing a halftime update for BucksGameday.com, part of Sports Illustrated. And I'm going through here, and I put in there, it turns out Kyle Trask is a gamer. Don't worry about his practice game. It's more about the actual play on the field. Uh, And then very, very quickly, Kyle Trask came out in possession number two, uh, 0 for 1 with an interception. Now, some people maybe say Rashad White was responsible for that interception. I put it on Kyle Trask. I think it was a bad decision to go there with the ball in the first place after making so many smart decisions in his first drive. Disappointing to see that. And then just kind of a fluke interception, to be quite honest with you. Like even that Dolphins DB couldn't possibly claim uh, to, to have purposely done what he did to intercept that pass. Um, the Miami Dolphins, end up getting a touchdown on that drive. So the Bucks hit the ball back. Kyle Trask in drive three, then goes one for one, eight yards. But he is hit as he's getting ready to throw the ball, fumbles Um, To me, again, I haven't gone back and looked at the replay. In real time, it felt to me like the pass rush got there very, very quickly. Uh, The Buccaneers offensive line struggled at times, especially specific players uh, who struggle at times. We'll get into more of that in a later full episode for this bonus. Kind of want to keep it to the key points, so we'll get more into some of the other observations later on as we get into next week. But here, keeping keeping the topic on Kyle, I'm not necessarily going to blame him, I guess, quote unquote, for that fumble. As a fumble, we see a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, experience and suffer so i don't think it's fair to necessarily pin it on number two in this situation just because he does have the pressure uh, of the spotlight so that was that was it for drive number three drive number four four for five fourteen yards no interceptions no fumbles better decision making here and there so ultimately an improvement over the previous two drives ends up in a punt uh but then he comes on the second half the Dolphins go down the field. They score early, but the Buccaneers get the ball, and Kyle goes four for four, 55 yards with a touchdown pass to Jareth Stearns. Jareth Stearns one of the stars of the second half of this game. Again, he is a guy that we will also talk about as we go through. Um, look, drive number six, Kyle leads the Buccaneers in the field goal range. Jose Borgalos, who I know a lot of people are not probably happy with right now, nails a 55-yard field goal, which is very impressive. Uh Three for three in drive seven, even though it ends up in a punt. And then another punt. Uh, on drive eight. So all in all, I would say Kyle Trask, kind of an instant grade uh, again, shortly after the game, not having a chance to rewatch it, really kind of go through. I would probably give him a C that interception is really kind of bad. Um, some of the decision-making was suspect. He did look slow at times, making go going through his progressions uh, and making the throws. But at the same time, there were a lot of, there was a lot of good to take away. So I kind of give it that just kind of average solid uh, performance. There was a late pass to Devin Tompkins. Devin Tompkins already a small target, he was throwing into double coverage, but you kind of show that football IQ where he puts the ball really low between the defenders, and basically it's it's what you always say, right? The only person that was going to come away with that pass was Devin Tompkins, and Devin goes down, slides in between the two defenders, makes the catch, ends up putting them uh, in field goal range. Unfortunately, um, as you guys all probably know already, Jose Borregales does miss that field goal, and the the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose 26-24. to 24. So that's kind of the initial... Thoughts around Kyle Trask, an up and up-and-down day, mostly good, I would say. Definitely showed some potential, definitely showed some good football IQ moments. Also showed some young hero ball-type moments as well, and I think you would kind of expect uh, that kind of a mixed bag. What I really liked, at the end of the day, is the fact that he got his butt kicked. The interception, the fumble that was returned for a touchdown uh, late in the half. I mean, there was a point where it just basically looked like the Bucs just going to run this day uh, and run the Dolphins out of town, and then you go into the halftime, you're actually losing he came back in the second half and he rebounded and that shows that resiliency, that mental toughness and that competitive toughness that you want not sitting here saying that he should be there apparent to Tom Brady based off one preseason game, but it is promising. I think to see all of the things uh, in a holistic kind of atmosphere. So moving on, we're gonna talk about our play of the day. Now my play of the day is that Jalen Darden one for one catch targeted once had one catch 23 yard touchdown from Blaine Gabbert, the Buccaneers starting again, Uh, Put that in quotes. Um, First team offense came out, kind of looked sloppy there in the very first possession, end up punting three and out. That's not what you want. Then they come back in that second possession. Blaine Gabbert looked sharp. Uh, Giovanni Bernard was being effective. Uh, Tyler Johnson, what a day from Tyler Johnson, right? And then Jalen Darden ends up getting the touchdown pass. What I really like about that play, though, and I'm not sure you guys saw it from the television broadcast, Scotty Miller also wide open on that play. I mean, that progression is going right to left instead of left to right. Blaine Gabbert hits Scotty Miller for a touchdown, but because of going left to right, he hits Jalen. But you love the play design. You love the fact that they literally schemed two wide receivers wide open on the same play that would have both gone for touchdown. So that is my play of the day from the game. And then going into our observations as we wrap up this bonus episode, against a quick twelve to fifteen minute hitter, Rashad White. Uh, saw him a little bit in the first half. Saw him more in the second half. In total, nine touches, forty-five yards for the Arizona State rookie running back. Uh, looked really good. Geo looked good. Keyshawn looked good. Uh, Rashad White looked really good. This is going to be a very fun competition uh, to watch behind Leonard Fournette. But the most impressive play from him actually came in the first half. Uh, he he chip blocks. He protects his quarterback, Kyle Trask. He 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 keeps the blitzer from getting to his quarterback. Releases just in time. Kyle finds him. A smart decision. Dumps it off to him. He breaks the tackle and hits. Uh, hits the afterburners, as they like to say, uh, to get it, get a very nice gain for his team. That's probably the play of the day. But in total, again, nine touches, 45 yards, good blocking, good catching, smooth running, good decision making, very patient, like veteran level patience coming from the rookie. So you love to absolutely see that from him. My second observation is roster context. Now, look, I know both teams came in there without their starters, right? Tua didn't play. Teddy Bridgewater didn't even play. Like, the Dolphins' second uh, quarterback didn't even play. S- shout out to, to Skylar Thompson. Like they're, the, the Dolphins, he, the, he might be the only quarterback in the NFL that played all four quarters of his team's game. I'm not sure about that. Don't quote me on that, but I would be very surprised to find out that another team did that. He actually did very, very well for himself, considering everything else. But while the Miami Dolphins sat 17 players on Saturday, guys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sat 29 players, all of them, difference makers, all of them impact players. Only one of them injured. Well, some of them are injured, but one of them seriously injured, Ryan Jensen. The other ones looked like they'll be kind of temporary injuries and come back. Maybe even Ryan will be a temporary injury, right? So I just think the context of that, this team was ready to play. They were on the same page. You didn't see any just kind of gross miscommunications or guys out of play. There was one defensive play at one point in the second half where one of the safeties kind of got into one of the corners, kind of saying, hey, what are you doing? Where were you? all that stuff. But if you have one really bad mental mistake, considering that you literally sat two and a half units worth of players for this game, I think that shows very good coaching and it shows very good uh, absorption of the message and the scheme from the players. So something to be happy about in your team. You you can see that the the function of the team as far as teaching, developing and executing is absolutely there. So roster context kind of my second observation. And then Tyler Johnson, I mean, Tyler Johnson Probably the player of the game. Uh, if you had to go through and pick one specific guy, six catches on seven targets, seventy three tu- or seventy three yards. Didn't have a touchdown, which you feel bad for. And honestly, the one catch that he didn't have, it was a mental mistake on him. uh Tried to try to take off with the ball before he had his hands. Really should have come down with the seventh catch, so he would have been seven for seven for about eighty yards. I think it was about a eight to ten yard catch uh, that that would have been. But Tyler Johnson definitely doing a lot of work for himself. But some good to come out of this Buccaneers games, guys. This game, even though it's a loss, the preseason—not necessarily about winning or losing—you want to win, right? You definitely want to win any time you go out there and compete. I think everybody does. But at the end of the day, it's about putting good film on, seeing the development in players and the team, and I think that you can see that. So, Brandon, hopefully, you like what you're hearing about Kyle Trask. Buck Dudo, thanks for joining us in the the chat. Husker Gray, uh, Blaine Gabbert way better than Kyle Trask. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so too. But Kyle Trask. Uh, not trash. I, I, think, I think an up and down day for a young guy. Absolutely. Uh, but it's definitely some positives to glean. So guys, listen, I'm headed back to uh, my home in the morning. It's a 14 hour drive for me. I'll be hitting the road, leaving this lovely city of Tampa and, and heading back uh, to to my house. James is already on his way back. He did a half and half trip with his son, so he will be back Sunday. We will not have a full episode until Tuesday. So Monday, we will not have a full episode, guys. We will have a full episode Tuesday. That will be James. I have a family birthday celebration. uh, So I've got commander's practice, and then immediately when I get home from that, I've got to get into this family uh, requirement. So that means that James and I will be back probably Thursday or Friday. We'll have to to play that by ear because WTSP Wednesday is coming up. Either way, guys. Locked on Bucks will be here for you. We were here at training camp. We will be here throughout the season. Uh, it's not our last trip to Tampa. It's just our last trip to Tampa for the preseason. The next trip, I believe, Locked On Bucks is planning taking will be to New Orleans in Week Two when you Tampa Bay Buccaneers head to uh, their NFC South rivals' house and teaches them a thing or two about humility. So uh, until then, I thank you for joining me here on this live bonus episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Uh, which was brought to you in part by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's a professional therapy, securely online program available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime, send messages to your therapist if you need it. And look, we've all been through some stuff. We've all needed somebody to talk to. There's nothing wrong with that. I know I've done it, and I know plenty of people in our network are using BetterHelp as we speak, and they have a special offer for all of our listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash locked on. Guys, we will be back with you again at the beginning of next week, but not till Tuesday with our next full episode. Uh, Until then, you know how to reach out to us on social media, on Twitter, email, call us in the voicemail line, drop your questions in the comments if you have them, and we will address as many of them as we can. It is late. It is late for me. It is late for you. Get some sleep. Be safe. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And until we speak again, thank you for joining me right here at Locked On Bucks.